Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world, and it's time. So let's do this. Hello, my beautiful soul sisters. I am so pumped for today's episode. I have my friend Cole Witty here with us. And Cole is seriously like my real life BFF and the closest soul sister to me. She has literally helped me so much on my journey. I can't even put it into words. And so I'm super excited to have her on the show and to introduce you guys to her if you don't know her. Some of you might if you're in my spiritual boss babes group, but Anyway, if you don't, now you're going to. Cole has years and years and years of experience helping people in in many ways and has facilitated major breakthroughs for her clients. And now she has been really diving into helping people release trauma through body. And her and her husband, Ta, just released an awesome new program called Facilitation Elevation, where they help other coaches and healers design programs to accelerate their clients' transformation using body intelligence. So if you're another coach or healer, you have to check this out. So Cole also has an awesome podcast called Warrior Women with a Purpose, which you totally need to check out as well. And it's just doing so many amazing things. So I'm super excited to have her on the show today. We dive into a lot of things, body intelligence, plant medicine, all the goodness. You're going to get so much out of this. And by the way, you totally need to check out the retreat that we are doing together in Peru in March 2019. It's going to be life-changing. All right. So without further ado, let's welcome Cole on to the show. Welcome, Cole. I am so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, I'm stoked. I mean, any chance I get for us to hang out and talk and, I don't know, just share some stuff about stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, for those listening, Cole is like one of my best closest soul sisters ever. We have had so many experiences together. She's helped me so much on my journey. We're doing a retreat together in March. And so I'm really excited to introduce her to those of you who don't know her and and for her to share her magic with you guys and dive into a lot of cool stuff. So Cole, I would love to for you to kind of dive into like what you're now doing and what got you on that path. Because I know you're doing a lot of things helping people, you know, release trauma through their body and and really transform on a, on all levels. So I'd love for you to like dive into a little bit of that so people can get to know you and what you're all about. Totally. So you know, I didn't realize how much the body does store trauma from your childhood, from I mean, just daily stressors. Your body's like a sponge; it literally soaks in all the sensorium around you, and it always doesn't let it go again. And through my own path is really how I ended up doing what I'm doing, right? Kind of like most coaches or or practitioners of any kind of healing modalities, whether it's body workers or Reiki or chiropractic. I mean, very often it's because they got a lot of healing from it. And my path 
even though, man, there's so much to it. There's so many directions I could go. I'll start by backing up a little bit that I didn't know pain-free was possible in my body. I used to have endometriosis, ovarian torsions. I had a 40-degree scoliosis curve in my spine that was a muscular scoliosis. I had migraines. I had fibromyalgia and arthritis in my knees. And then I had had 26 broken bones in my life before the age of like 26. So I had a lot of imbalances. And honestly, I don't remember a time that my body wasn't in pain. And then there was a lot of emotional trauma and childhood trauma in addition to it. So the short version, only because we, we would have to go for like a nine-hour podcast <laughs> episode to get through it all. But the short version is I had a lot of trauma as a child that started showing up in my teens as it typically does. Uh, I got kicked out of a lot of schools and dropped out of school at 17 moved out of my parents' house because they couldn't take it anymore. You know, they couldn't take me just coming home whenever and disappearing for days. And I got into selling drugs and using them, obviously. And the thing that's crazy is I thought I was a smart drug user and I ended up in a coma from an overdose at 17. So wow. at 17, you would think that was my rock bottom, but it was nowhere near. That was just the first key indicator that I didn't really care about my life. You know, I had had suicidal um, tendencies and moments and thoughts, and I wrote very dark poetry and very dark literary pieces. I just really, especially in my teens, did not have any purpose or reason to live. And I'll never forget during when Columbine happened, when the school shooting, mm. I just cried because when one of the girls on, uh, was killed at Columbine, I thought it should have been me because when they talked about her on the news, they talked about she was a star student and she had so many friends and she had so much promise. And I thought, well, why me? Why did I survive all of this? And even after my coma, I had wished I hadn't woken up from the table, at least initially. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So fast forward a bit. Uh, when I decided to, I needed, I wanted to change things. I wasn't doing it for myself. I was doing it to help my little sister. She had gotten into abusing drugs at that point, and I didn't want her to turn out like me. You know, I saw her talent and I saw her beauty and I saw her vitality, and I didn't want her to go down the same path as me. So I went and did uh, the Miss Utah Teen pageant. I won because the platform was uh, drug, you know, like club drug education. And I was like, well, if you're going to have someone to educate the Utah youth, I'm probably pretty qualified at this point. So I won. I did Miss Teen USA and I became a full-time motivational speaker. But the problem was, Stephanie, that I was doing it for everything I'd ever done wrong. I was trying to save my soul and I was really uh, receiving like 200 emails a day at one point and it was all hopeless. You know, it was moms and, and kids crying about their parents that are addicts and grandmothers and siblings and, and the whole world just seemed so dark to me. It didn't matter how many talk shows I did. It didn't matter how many big stages I spoke on. I could only see the people I didn't save and I could only see the lives of the people that I contribute, contributed to their, some in some cases, demise, you know? And so 
as I walked through this path, I said, well, what, what can I actually do? And I realized the first step was actually to stop being a motivational speaker. And everyone thought I was crazy because I was making incredible money by the time I was 22. I was doing stuff for the UN. I ran the Olympic torch. I did, you know, got a day of recognition by the state of Utah, all these incredible things. But I was so miserable. So I took a step back and I went and got married and that didn't work out so well. End up getting divorced and finding that's when I started to discover who I really was and that's what started to lead into my work. Mm. So that was going to be my next question. Like what yeah. was what was like the turning point for you from, you know, that whole journey to going through all that trauma? Because I mean, sure, you know, everyone can relate in their own way. You know, we've all been through some crazy stuff. So what was like that turning point for you or for like making like a radical change? Well, the truth is there's been a lot of those moments and it's all how we interpret them and what we do with them. You know, every moment can be a pinnacle moment in us changing our trajectory. What I came to realize was that I kept leading my life down a path where I would ignore the subtle cues that I was not in alignment with myself. I wasn't being really honest with myself. When I got married for the first time, um, and this is after I'd been living in New York City on my own, I was living the dream and, you know, signed by a major management group and all this stuff, but I gave up. And the first day that I met my ex-husband, I didn't want to marry him, but my parents loved him. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to do it my parents' way. Maybe my way wasn't right all this time. So the pinnacle moment for me in that relationship was when I stopped lying to myself. And when I quit the job that I had taken, like I literally said to the universe, Stephanie, one day, this was the biggest uh, first step of the shift for me, mm. was I was working for T-Mobile. And I was working at one of their concept stores and I, you know, would speak at the major conferences about some of the new company initiatives. And in the store one day, I heard about another store getting held at gunpoint. And I said, man, I don't make enough for something like that. If that ever happened to me, I would quit. It was less than three weeks later, it happened to me. So I quit. I could wow. not have got a clearer message from the universe that that is not where I'm supposed to be. I don't think I ever heard you tell this story. Oh, girl, there's so many stories. You know, every time we talk, there's some new story. And I've lived a full, expansive life, but that's also not always come with the, you know, a lack of more trauma. But I also started to attach to the idea that I had to have a traumatic event in order to earn happiness. Mm. And that was a story I didn't realize till my early 30s that was defining my life. Wow. That's really powerful. How did you come to realize that? Well, I just started looking at the case history. You know, how many people have broken 26 bones from 26 different freak accidents? I mean, I got kicked in the face by a horse. I got my nose broken going up for a layup in a basketball. I, you know, just all these weird wow. um, circumstances that everyone called me Murphy's Law. And so I just subscribed to the idea that everything bad that can happen did happen to me. So I was affirming that reality and believing that that was always the case. And, you know, I literally had a moment that I realized if I didn't get very honest with myself and find a way to do the internal work, I was going to end up with cancer. Wow. Everything happens to me, right? So why wouldn't that? Seriously. 
how would you like how would you guide others to really realizing patterns that aren't serving them and shifting that everyone has um you know a unique and individual circumstance so there's not a a generalized, but I can give some that were the case for me without, and some things that are common. Three things that really have helped me tremendously is I call it the three Ps, which is to pause, physical scan before Mm. proceeding. So it's pause, physical scan, proceed. Your truths are in your body. And same with your traumas are in your body. So if you can just start by learning to pause in your life, you can choose differently instead of reacting to the circumstance or to the situation. The thing is, is what happens when you get traumatized or you get triggered is the front of your brain or what's known as the prefrontal cortex turns off. It shuts completely down and you go into survival mode. That's why when you get in an accident or even if you start yelling at someone, it's like you don't even remember what you said. Why? Mm -hmm. Because the conscious mind shut down. You went back to old thoughts old patterns. So keeping your body in a low inflammatory state, in a relaxed state, is the only way that you can learn to utilize that pause. Because if your body's high, body is highly inflamed and if you're not getting enough oxygen, your body's already on the borderline of fight or flight just Mm -hmm. by being in those two states. So I had the first thing I tell people is shift what you can control, which is what you eat and what you put around you. That can Mm -hmm. be people, environment, whatever the case may be. Start with what you can control because your traumas may not come up right away, especially if you're not already safe. If you're not in a safe environment, your body's not going to allow you to access those traumas because it's still in survival mode. Wow. So I start with hydrate, nutrition for sure, and breath work. However you need to get into that, whether it's yoga, but I mean really hydrating, really breathing. Most people can't breathe. They can't take deep breaths. So their body's always feeling depleted of oxygen. Mm. And then nutrition. You know, we really take for granted some of the physiological effects of the food and the products that we use in our environment. I had one client who who went through an elimination process of her environment and her diet for different reasons, but what ultimately ended up happening is her carpal tunnel went away. And when we compared our notes, it was after we removed tomatoes. It's like, who would think that tomatoes, they're good for you, but for some people, they're inflammatory. So it is a case-by-case And that's why it's nice to have a guide and someone that can really look at your full story, but start by putting yourself on an elimination diet. It's not meant to lose weight. It's meant to figure out where your triggers are because you can control that. Once you get your body into a more relaxed state, then you're going to be able to access some more of these deeper traumas. And listen, for some people, they need to access the traumas first, you know, because maybe it is a, they're having a problem with food or it's a coping mechanism. So I get that. But if financially it's not there for you yet, really find what work you can do to change in your environment what you can control. Mm, That's really powerful. And it's so true. Like the stuff that we put in our bodies is like, (laughs) well, stuff most people put in their bodies is like so shitty. 
listen, what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. If you're looking to really expand your experience of your life in this planet, you're going to need to expand your experience of what's going on within the experiential vehicle. So if you're putting shit in, that's the experience, you're, that's the same performance your body's going to give. Now people get comfortable with the level that they're performing and it might even be better than it was before, but they have not given themselves the full commitment to see what's possible from their body. And that's why for me, I had endometriosis and fibromyalgia and um, arthritis, which I discovered was from inflammation and migraines and, you know, so many, um, like my thyroid condition was from two things and same with my fibromyalgia. My fibromyalgia came from diet and stress point blank. Mm. My lower back pain and my sciatica gets triggered by diet and stress. You know, not taking care of myself, not putting together or putting into practice what I know my body needs. So we have our whole lives to elevate our experience of our body. And if anyone listening right now, if you have subscribed to the idea that your body starts to fall apart as it gets older or that your mind starts to become less clear as you get older, you will actualize that. But I can tell you as someone that as I continue to get older, as my husband gets closer to 50, that our bodies are getting in better shape as the years go on. And I have friends, I've got a dear friend, Dr. Anna Kabeca, who's incredible, who had her last child at 42. She's a board certified, double board of certified gynecologist. She finally took her health into her own hands. And like for her practice, by removing stress and diet, she was able to have a baby at 42. And in her practice, she went from three surgeries a week to that in a year with her patients. And wow. women living pain-free and women living with clearer mind and more power and more flexibility because they didn't subscribe to the idea that older means you have to fall apart. We don't mm. have to do that. We need to learn about our hormones. We need to learn about our bodies. And we need to get really radically honest with ourselves where we can. Yeah. <laughs> So once you change your diet and, and started implementing the breath work and all this stuff, that's what really helped you get rid of the pain? Like what else was there? I know there was a couple yeah. other things. Yeah, there was a lot. And, and that's the thing, you know, for anyone listening as well, that it's not going to be one answer, especially if you're in as much pain as I was, it may not, it probably isn't just one thing. I learned that my endometriosis stemmed from the shame and guilt that I experienced after some malestation as a child that I internalized and felt so ruined by that I disrupted my internal organs because of that. And, you know, for anyone that may not think that that's a reality situation, I don't have endometriosis anymore. So you can, you know, say whether something is true or it isn't, but that's my experience. And, you know, after the diet shifts, I mean, another one was giving up alcohol every day. I used to drink, I mean, I used to not just drink a little bit of wine. I drank like a magnum, like massive bottle of wine. Then I took Ambien to go to sleep. And then I drank, you know, between six and eight cups of coffee to get going in the morning or energy drinks. Then I was in a toxic marriage. I was in a job that I hated, that everyone around me was dying. So I had to change my environment. 
I left the marriage. I sold all, all, all my belongings and decided to go after my dream. Not my parents' dream, not my teachers from when I was young dream, not my ex-husband dream, mine. And that was to get back into music the way that I had been. I packed up and moved to Texas, to Austin, to pursue music and just a new life under my terms. And that's when I was 27. Some call it that Saturn returns period. Mm. Girl, I Saturn returned like a mother. <laughs> like I was not playing. And I got to tour all over the United States. And look, I, I just started learning about nutrition. And then I started learning about fitness. And then five years ago, I got into fitness as a career. You know, I toured all over. I loved my music, but I was looking for more things for me, for me to grow and expand. And I had never put that really that amount of attention into my body. And my now husband became my personal trainer and got my musculature rebalanced out. And that helped with a lot of the pain in my back that helped straighten out my scoliosis. And so luckily for me, my trainer is also ridiculously hot and I married him. So I got a new body, (laughs) a new husband and a new career. So through the process, it's really looking at what do you need right now to to grow and to feel the way that you want to feel. That might be learning more about business. That might be getting your body together. That might be going out and doing new things or making new friends or getting out of the house. Whatever it is for you right now is what needs to happen. And if you feel like you can't, you have to. Like those are the times Mm. you just have to do it. And when you recognize patterns, the only way you can break a habit is to do the opposite. So if you feel like I just can't get out of the house, get out of the house. Just go for a walk five minutes. I'm not telling you to go jump out of a plane for, you know, to do the opposite. But if it really comes down to doing the opposite, when we as humans get thirsty, we drink water. When we're hungry, we eat. If you feel like you can't get out of the house, you must. If you feel like you can't get to the next level in your business, you must. It's all a process of growing and it's the only way that we can get there is to, is to do it. <laughs> you know, like literally yeah. there's no other way. And sometimes it requires you getting out of your freaking comfort zone too. Totally. Almost always. Yeah. You know, just like you know. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing is, you know, we met um, in the Size infomercial. Yeah. For those that don't know, Size is a program put out by Shanti, the fitness pro. And so so Stephanie, it is so fun. Stephanie and I met at the auditions for size and we were insanity instructors and fitness instructors. And that's how we met. And it did, it changed both of our lives because we learned how to dance. Mm -hmm. Stephanie and I both came into it just like kind of terrified (laughs) to dance or uh, at least not comfortable with it and wanted to expand that part of ourselves. Like I wanted to feel free in my body. Yeah, and just to let go. Yeah, instead of doing power squats and power jumps and burpees and, you know, whatever, which was cool as well, but that free form. So when I knew I was terrified to dance, I went and auditioned for a dance infomercial. Why? Because the whole premise of an infomercial is the before and after. And Mm -hmm. anyone that finds that infomercial, by the way, and sees my before and after, that's legit, people. That's legit. (laughs) Like that was not doctored. That wasn't, they tried to trick me. Like that (laughs) is my real before and after. I almost someone for That's crazy. For someone who is was so uncomfortable and nervous, you sure freaking played it off well. 
Well, I have been an incredible captain of bullshit my whole life. So I can, <laughs> I can play it off to a point. But the thing is, for dance, what dance triggered in me was a level of um, almost PTSD from the past of trying to dance or be involved with something and being shamed or put down for it. Mm. So there That's were- what it brought out in me too. Totally. There were old, old wounds in that for me. So it was scary. And again, once you get into that fight or flight, that overly stressed response, my logical conscious mind isn't running the show anymore. So then it was tears and it was, you know, hyperventilating mm -hmm. <laughs> and all, all sorts of crazy things because it wasn't about the dance. It was about what it represented of me not being good enough, of me not being coordinated. And think about how that is going to physically manifest from your belief system. So if I believe that I'm not coordinated, then of course I'm not going to move coordinated. But if yeah. I train my body to be more coordinated, it's going to help change my mind. Mm, that's so true. I have proof, right? <laughs> it only took me two years to become Beachbody's first ever instructor of the year. That's what led me into the somatic trauma release therapies that I do now. You know, I saw the power of the body. I personally experienced the trauma that had been held in my body for 20 plus years. So I couldn't deny it. So I got TRE certified and I started to look, you know, read books like The Body Keeps the Score by Basil van der Kolk or, you know, Awake, uh, Awaken the Tiger by Peter Levine. And I was like, wait, this is it. I want to help more women to get physically pain-free because I didn't even know pain-free was possible. Now that I know, I have to tell everyone. And it's a road. But what took me seven years, I can help people do in two. And what took me, you know, two years for some things I could do for someone in six months because of everything I've learned and everything I've grown through, through my process. But if you would have told me even five years ago that pain-free was ever going to be possible, I was just looking for less pain. I mean, at 26 years old, one of the turning points for my health was I sat down on the floor at Disneyland after being there for like three hours. And I just started crying because my knees were so swollen. I couldn't walk around Disneyland anymore. Wow. And I was, I don't have biological children. I've got a stepdaughter and grandchildren. But I said, what if, how am I ever going to have kids someday? If I can't even walk, how would I play with them? What is, I, I can't live my life this way. Why would I want to live another 50, 60 years from that place with the belief that my body will fall apart. So to be where I am now, and even when I started teaching insanity, you know, the doctors said with my knees, because I don't have cartilage on the inside, they said, you'll never jump again. You can't run. You can't do, they told me all the things I can't do. Mm. And anyone that's followed me or seen any of my videos, I am a power jumping freaking monster. <laughs> like I love it because it's me for it, it represents every time someone told me I couldn't do something and my knees don't hurt and my knees don't swell because I learned how to train them properly. I learned how to eat. I learned how to build the muscles. I learned how to be in the discomfort and, you know, through the process as well as how I got into plant medicine work for anyone that's watched Netflix or Amazon or pretty much anything now because now with Michael mm -hmm. Pollan's new book, everyone's talking about oh, it. Oh yeah. I've been talking about it on my podcast here and there as well. 
It's so good. Anyone that hasn't read How to Change Your Mind, do it. It's incredibly done. It's well-researched. Um, it's on Audible. I can't recommend it enough. If you're not familiar with what I'm going to be discussing, discussing for a moment, um, I got into plant medicine work, which is the use of psychedelics, often ayahuasca um, or San Pedro is how most people know it. And these are plants from Peru that bring a, in particular with ayahuasca, a psychedelic experience to help you transform and rewire your brain. I mean, on a physiological and neurological standpoint, that's a lot of what's going on. And mm. in Michael Pollan's book, he describes it incredibly well by basically saying when a trauma occurs in our brain, it's almost like, you know, on a ski slope, once one skier starts to trail down the mountain and it creates the path, every skier starts to go down that same path. That's pretty much what trauma, what happens with, with in your brain when trauma occurs is you get these paths, these neurological pathways carved into your brain, wired mm -hmm. into your brain. By using psychedelics in a guided, and I'm going to stress this guided, mm -hmm. And I'm also going to say legal capacity. <laughs> Just I'm not telling anyone to go out and like do a bunch of mushrooms tonight, people. Okay, it's not what I'm saying. <laughs> and there's tons of studies as well, but doing it in a guided, clinical, experienced facilitator setting, it's like putting fresh powder over that ski slope so that you can get new pathways, new neural pathways, so that you don't go into those stress, trauma, trigger responses. So that is what one moment in particular with plant medicine work, I got my innocence back. I got mm. to go back to the day before the malestation started and through visualization and through the use of psychedelics, I got my innocence back. And without going into the details, just that changed my life forever because for the first time in my life, I felt safe. Wow. And I wasn't I didn't need to look for it externally anymore. I didn't have to look for it in relationships. I didn't need to look for it from my parents. I was able to just be safe. And for anyone that, if you've never felt safe, there's no words to describe it. And for anyone that has felt safety, there is nothing that is the same as is not having that, especially at such a young age. Mm -hmm. So that, that changed my life. I was able to start to recognize, one, that I was not an addict, right? Because now we're talking after having substance abuse issues as a, as a teen, to go into that kind of work in my late 20s was terrifying because society had laid, labeled me an addict and society had told me, you can't, you can't be around any substances. It's mm. dangerous. You know, you'll, you'll slide back in, you'll relapse. They took my power away stuff. And I, wow. I, there is a place for AA and NA for people and community. And I understand why it works to a point, but it reaches a point that it then becomes limited because we are still not giving people their power back. We're still saying, you know, once an addict, always an addict. Steph, I'm not an addict. Well, I know. <laughs> I know. Well, I know you know. <laughs> and so to first go into that kind of plant work, first I felt like a fraud. I felt like I was going against everything I had taught, everything I had told kids, all this stuff. And then after my first time, the weight that was lifted off of my shoulder the labels of society. I was not that person that I had been 10 years earlier. Mm. I had transformed in so many ways. I didn't abuse myself in those ways anymore. 
I didn't just abstain from them. I chose differently for my life. So I did not need to carry that label anymore. So I let it go. And it was like I was free. I could breathe. I wasn't scared. I felt safe. Why? Because it wasn't like, you know, some drug was off sitting in an alleyway and it was going to like jump out of the alleyway and just jump into my body because that's how it felt, you know, that I would get like jumped and someone would just like cram drugs into me. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) makes no sense. And that's what led in leading these trips to Peru, you know, going and experiencing not just plant medicine work, but other cultures, especially when you can go to indigenous cultures and work with shaman and medicine men and tribes and experience the simplicity of the people. Like the Quiero tribe in the high Andes of Peru has my heart forever. One of them, Luis, is like my, he's like my shining star of like, I love him so much. He's awesome. Yeah. And so now to be able to lead people down there, I got married in Peru. I love it so much. You know, I got married high atop Machu Picchu on the same mountain you stood with us on, on the master Mm -hmm. mountain. And I was like, I need to show this to more people. So my life has been about illuminating my path and then illuminating that path for other people. That's why Peru, that's why the trips, that's why the somatic trauma release, that's why the radical self-honesty. And Mm. that's why I'm super excited for our trip in March because we're going to take take people out of their environment in a way that they feel safe, that they feel held, that they feel supported with tremendous amount of support, by the way. I mean, between the facilitators, there's almost a hundred years of experience and- We're just like, I'm so honored, you know, to have people like you in my life that are on this path that are always looking to see themselves and to grow and to, you know, just, just be free. Happiness Mm. is not even a real thing. You know, freedom is for me and freedom isn't what the land gives you. Freedom is the, is what you give yourself Mm. by moving or reassigning some of the constructs and conditioning you've taken on from society, from religion, from your family structure, from your environment, and deciding what is true for you. So for anyone listening, come with us to Peru because you'll, you will literally in a heart, mind, body, soul <sighs> level never be the same. Ever. It's Ever. like you can't even describe it in words, like the transformation that's going to happen on that trip. And it, and it always does. And the people that come on the trip are meant to be on the trip. You know, they're the people that everyone comes together for the sole purpose to be held, to be seen, to be vulnerable, to trust in a way that maybe they never have before. And then with these tribes that are, you know, just lineages of healers and who just by their presence change you. Even if we didn't do plant medicine on the trip, the trip changes you to see some of the ancient sites, to walk through Machu Picchu, to cross Lake Titicaca or, you know, do a moon dance under the stars with the tribe on Love Island. Like you can't pay for this kind of experience as far as what it equals in how it impacts your life. Yeah. It it changed my life when we went and just working with plant medicine in general has like 
totally changed my life and helped me grow in ways that I never could have even imagined. Yeah. It does. And, you know, anyone listening, if you have questions or, you know, I, I say start by reading How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan. It breaks it down very well. There's also organization like MAPS. There's uh, seminars across the country. There's starting to be hundreds of studies being rolled out across the United States of using psychedelics for the use of PTSD, especially with vets or trauma survivors like sex slave survivors. Um, mm. And everything can be different if you will step out of your comfort zone and if you will seek guidance from people that have walked the path. Because that's ultimately what it comes down to. You know, if we look to guidance from someone that hasn't been there, it's like walking into the woods and there's no flashlight. You know, they might be confident in their own step, but I want to know that they can see and they can illuminate my path for me to see because I'm not comfortable yet. I don't have my footing yet. So, you know, just knowing that whatever you're doing right now, just reflect for a moment on your life. Are, are you doing it to make up for things that you did wrong? Are you doing it to compensate for everything that you weren't or to prove other people wrong? And if that's a motivator, that's fine. But at some point, that will actually become a weight instead of a valuable asset. And if you're looking to start to discover yourself more I put together a 25-question exercise called Radical Self-Honesty that my husband and I put together. And if you go to Get Radical Now, you can download it for free. And it's just a questionnaire for you to ask yourself because you do have all the answers, but maybe you need more questions. You know, maybe you need more questions to ask yourself and having a coach like Stephanie to work through your mindset, having someone like me to help you release from your body so that your body can catch up to your mindset or vice versa. Reach out. You know, that's what, that's what we're here for. That's what these tools are here for. And I know that Stephanie, as well as me, are honored and privileged to walk anyone down the path we've walked. Totally honored and so much talking. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know, but like it was good. I'm like, yeah, it's it's such a gift being able to help others with how we've been helping ourselves, you know, Mm -hmm. and continuing the journey. Yeah, and how and how we've been helping, you know, other women. You've got this, you know, you've got spiritual boss babes, which is thirty thousand incredible women. We did a retreat last March that was an incredible retreat in upstate New York, you know, for. It's one thing to sit and listen to, you know, a podcast like this and to dream about what's possible, but nothing will ever compare to an experience. Yeah, you know, that's why they say to escape a visceral experience like depression or a deep sadness, you got to move. If you sit in it, the energy is stagnant and it's like a swamp. You know, it'll just grow m- more bacteria and more sludge. You know, you got to get it. You got to get it moving. Come with us to Peru. It'll change everything. And we can dance too. We can dance. (laughs) Shall we dance? 
So I'll leave what was the I'll leave a link for your thing in the show notes. And also, guys, everyone listening, we I'll post a link for Peru in the show notes as well. So you can check out all of the details about that. We have like a whole it all laid out on the site and we're actually filling it now for March so we can get everything together. It's gonna be freaking amazing. Yeah. We're half full now, so don't wait. Our max is 20. So, and if you, this isn't only for women, it's for men and women and anyone over 18. You know, there is an application process because we need to know your medical history. We need to know your emotional history, your trauma history, not because it will restrict you, but because there are some medications that are dangerous to interact with something like ayahuasca. And our number one priority is your safety. And it explains all of that in the link, as Stephanie said, there's a fact, like a question section, there's a video, there's testimonials of people that have gone before. It's really, it's an incredible, incredible experience. Yeah. I am so freaking excited. Me too. Like, <laughs> seriously, I think we're more excited than, well, I mean, we're just as excited as everyone who's coming. So truth. Thank you so much for sharing so much value. Is there anything else that you want to add before we wrap it up? Just encourage everyone to pause Mm. throughout your day when you get upset, when you get worked up, when you feel overwhelmed. Take that second to pause, check in with your body in what it really needs, and then proceed. Because I'm, that has been one of the most powerful things I've learned for myself. So really just practice that pause. I love that. The three Ps. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Cole, for, for doing this. I really appreciate you so much. And I love you so much. I love you, girl, so much. Can't wait till Peru. Yay. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day.